Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody, and welcome in to Commanding the Huddle. I am your host, Ryan Fowler, and welcome in to Week 11. Washington Commanders at 4-6, 0-3 in the division, hosting the 2-8 New York Giants, a ball club that has lost quarterback Daniel Jones for the year. And really, speaking of losing, really just have no path forward for this organization. Right now is how the Giants look at things, heading into Week 11. They're struggling, all three phases of the game. Last year, in 2022, they surprised people. They outplayed expectations, offense, defense was excellent, specifically within the front seven. And now as we move into 2023, 10 games in, they've won two. But one of those wins has come against your Washington Commanders, the Burgundy and Gold, on October 22nd at MetLife, where the Giants won 14-7 in an extremely sloppy ball game from Ron Rivera's Commanders. And as we move into this week, in my eyes, it is a must-win. When you look around the division, when you look around the NFC, and when you look at this Giants roster, again, there is no more Daniel Jones under center, They are led by Tommy DeVito. UDFA started his career at Syracuse, ended it at Illinois, has not been good. This is a must win for the Burgundy Gold. If you want to dive into the full Giants roster preview, offense, defense, special teams, you can go back to just a few weeks ago and listen to that after this. But today is more so a focus on what Washington has to do. Not what they need to do. They have to. They have to execute specifically on the offensive side of the football to push the ball down the field and put points on the board early. Something they didn't do in their first matchup. And from a defensive perspective, do not allow DeVito to get in any rhythm. And I wish I could sit here and say that Jack Del Rio and his coaching staff on defense, all the positional coaches, what they're doing at practice, is going to prepare this unit for whatever 11 guys are on the field to go out and dominate a really a sorry Giants offense. A group that was lackluster even when Daniel Jones was under center. Now with DeVito to where it looks like he can't complete a pass more than five yards beyond the line of scrimmage. There is no excuses for Washington's defense to come out and completely lay an egg. And if they do, meaning they allow 15 plus points or 20 plus points, or they go back to their ways that we've known them this year of allowing 25 to 30 points against this team because they still do have Saquon Barkley and they are getting back their second round pick and John Michael Schmitz at center who played against Dallas last week is one of the top centers coming out in this 2023 draft class. They have some talent. 
but comparably to Washington, the talent is not comparable on either side of the football. I expected regression from this Giants unit this year, but from what we've seen from them all year long, 2-8 and eight is not good. And they are firmly in the basement of the NFC East as we look at it right now, just a few days away from Sunday. But if they were to win, they would sweep the season series against Washington, they would get their second divisional win, and they would push Washington to 4-7 and seven, and push them to 3-8. and eight. Just one game would separate those two teams, which is really embarrassing if you think about it. Washington cannot afford to get to 4-7. and seven. They have to get to 5-6 and six because of who's on the horizon. Traveling on a short week down to Dallas on Thanksgiving, a nationally televised game, and then you come back after that week, a little mini-buy, and you host the Miami Dolphins. We will get into those teams when they show up. But this is our second meeting with the Giants. We've already faced the Eagles twice. Those are two losses. Washington cannot afford, as much as it is 4-8, excuse me, 4-7 and seven if they lose this game, they cannot get to 0-4 in the division. It is flat-out unacceptable. This Giants roster is not good. This Commanders roster, from a talent perspective, pretty good. But they have to execute, and they haven't, specifically on the defensive side of the ball. Giants' last month of the season since they hosted the Commanders won 14-7. They hosted the Giants that next, excuse me, they hosted the Jets that next week, lost in overtime by three. Then they went out to Las Vegas, were beat by 24 on the road. And then last week they were beat by 32 on the road in Dallas. After this, they host the Patriots and they host the Packers. Their last win as an organization came on October 22nd when they beat the Commanders. So if you're a New York Giant, you're feeling good about playing this Commanders roster, no matter that it's on the road and no matter that it's a divisional matchup. And hopefully, we'd expect Washington to come out with some fire and a purpose to put this ball game away before halftime. It starts with John Allen and Deron Payne in the middle. Jamin Davis at linebacker has to be better. He has been, I don't want to say abysmal, but it's been really, really rough for number 52. That Seattle film, not good. Just flat out not good. The secondary, Benjamin St. Juice, continues to get picked on, even though I like him a lot at times. Maybe give him a little bit more help. Playing him where he's comfortable in certain situations. This is a Giants roster that's not by any means going to blow anybody away with the talent on the outside. Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Wondell Robinson, that's their guys. Saquon Barkley in the backfield with Jay Sean Corbin, kid from Florida State, that tied for the team lead and targets last week. That tells me, look, Danny DeVito wants to live in the five-yard range of the offense. He wants to live with little dump-offs and swing passes and getting the ball out of his hands quick. They're not going to ask him to work and play action a ton. They're not asking to align and empty and read progressions. They're asking him to get the ball out early and let his playmakers, specifically in Saquon and Wondell Robinson, to make plays in space. That is what the Giants want to do. You look at their targets against Dallas last week. Again, I mentioned Jay Sean Corbin. 
Led all running backs and targets. Darius Slayton led the team in targets. Caught three of his four, 21 yards. Daniel Bellinger, kid they took out of San Diego State a couple years ago. Primary Y tight end. Also had three targets. Lawrence Cager caught a touchdown. Sterling Shepard caught a touchdown. Jalen Hyatt has been banged up this week. We expect him to be healthy. Paris Campbell still plays on the outside. Isaiah Hodgins starts on the perimeter. A lot of these names are familiar. They've been in New York for a little while. But this is a lackluster group. Expect Emmanuel Forbes to be back this week after, of course, being ejected in that first quarter against Seattle, which was a ridiculous call. We'd like to see him make some plays. When they do drop back, would like to see them make some plays on the football. I'm not asking him to sit off seven yards and play soft this week. You drafted Emmanuel Forbes to play more man. This is the week that you can do it because you believe that your front four, send five, send six, will be able to get after Tommy DeVito. Again, I mentioned John Michael Schmitz in the middle. They're going to have a rotation of guys at the tackle spot, most likely Evan Neal. First rounder out of Alabama a couple years ago is not going to be active. Most likely we're going to see some sort of mix of Andrew Thomas and, and Justin Pugh at left tackle. They had three guys get snaps at left guard last week. Marcus McKeithen, who they took out of North Carolina two years ago. Sean Harlow. Justin Pugh played, again, both left tackle and left guard. We, he's a familiar name. Last time we played New York where he played tackle and shut down Chase Young and Montez Sweat as a guy off the damn street. That cannot happen this week. At center is going to be John Michael Schmitz. At right guard is going to be Ben Bredesen, who is extremely rough against Dallas. And at right tackle, it is going to be Tyree Phillips. A lot of names, a lot of bodies, new faces in new places. It's a mishmash unit along the front five and at quarterback. Saquon Barkley is a hell of a talent. You guys all know that. But if there's no line, there's no ability for teams to be expanded from a defensive perspective, east to west, because there's no threat with the quarterback's arm. They're just stacking the box and saying, you want to run it with Saquon Barkley? Well, we're going to hold you to two yards a carry on 15 carries. That's going to be the game plan for Washington this week, or it should. You force Tommy DeVito to beat you with his arm. He's not a static athlete by any means. He can move around a little bit. He did so at Syracuse and Illinois during his college days. Defensively, there is no more Leonard Williams. Remember, we saw him last week. He was traded to Seattle at the deadline from New York. Dexter Lawrence is still there. So Tyler Larson at center, Chris Paul at left guard, Sam Cosme at right guard. He is one of the premier defensive tackles in all of football. He's consistent every single week in being able to wreak havoc. We saw it in the first matchup at MetLife. He can single-handedly wreck the interior, both as a run stopper and pushing the pocket on passing downs. He has to be limited. He's not going to be blocked one-on-one. Flat out, he's not going to be blocked one-on-one this week, guys. On the outside, Aziz Ojolari had a couple pressures against Dallas. Kayvon Thibodeau went out in that game early with a concussion, as did first-round corner Deontay Banks. And Cordell Flott, one of their inside-out corners, who had a pick against Dallas, also went out with an injury last week. So they're banged up a little bit. But defensively is where they still have talent. In the middle, Micah McFadden, Bobby Okereke, good linebackers, young Athletic, sideline to sideline, hash to hash. Really good green dots in the middle of your defense. They're gonna not. They don't have many issues covering Logan Thomas 
and John Bates this week. Now, they'd like to bring down Xavier McKinney. He'll cover Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson out of the backfield. That's where they make their money, guys. Deontay Banks, since we last saw him, has been picked on a bunch on the perimeter. Kind of those rookie struggles that we talk about. But when you look at Washington's side with McLaurin and Dotson and Samuel, even though Jahan was shut down in Seattle, Terry got his fair share of targets, as did Curtis. Those guys are going to have to be big this week. Washington has got to put this team away early. They lose this game, potentially lose the season. You cannot be 4-7 and seven with the teams that you still have to play. Not just Dallas and Miami in the immediate future. Still think about the San Francisco 49ers, specifically down the road, and our old friend Chase Young coming into town. That team still remains on the horizon. So this week, Sunday, 1 o'clock, there's no excuse for Washington not to take care of business. They have to. It is a must win. You have to get on the board from a divisional perspective and from flat-out winning football games. As you get to 4-7, and seven, it's rough. And you're really chasing the pack. Not in your, just in your division, but in the wild-card race. But you get to 5-6, and six, and anything can happen on national TV, on national broadcast. We know that in Washington. Anything can happen in prime time. Let's look back to Chicago, unfortunately. Now, you guys don't want to look back to that. 40-20 to 20 against Chicago. Yuck. But you never know what can happen. And winning ball games creates momentum. And still, really, Washington has yet to beat a team that is talented in all three phases of the football game. Of a football game, excuse me. It's crazy to think we are still at week 11. Or we're already at week 11. It's crazy to think that, guys. Almost through three quarters of the season. But as we've seen in the three prior years of the Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew, Jack Del Rio regime, Marty Herney, all those guys, 500 to sub-500 football. It's not good enough. This is a huge week. You lose this game, it is absolutely a fireable offense. It's been a lot of positives in 2023, mainly under center with Sam Howell, who's been fantastic. I'm not just looking at the stats where he's among the league leaders in a lot of different categories for quarterbacks. He's been fantastic. And the improvement that I've seen pre-snap, post-snap, using his legs, creating outside of the pocket as a thrower, not always looking straight down as a runner. We saw it in that first series against Seattle. A beautiful sandlot play to Brian Robinson. He did the same thing in the second half. Beautiful throw to Jeremy Brown where he holds Devin Weatherspoon just slightly, rips it into a tight window. An inch off, north, south, east, or west in that window, and the ball's incomplete. Heck of a play by Diami gets in the end zone. This offense, and led by Sam, continues to put Washington in a spot to win football games. I'm asking them to win every single game. It's the NFL, and it's tough to win. I talk about it all the time. But in games like this, where you are a much talented roster, much more talented roster, and you've been executing at a higher level than they have, really since they've met, there are no moral victories in the NFL. You have to show up. You have to show out. That's it. There's no 
excuse for Ron Rivera, Eric Bieniemy, Jack Del Rio, the brass of Washington, to not get each of their units, Ron looking at them as a whole, to get them prepped to win this football game. I think they understand how big of a game this is. Seattle was a big game as well. On the road, tough to play. Really stinks how they lost. But at home, a divisional matchup against a team with a UDFA at quarterback. Now you guys know, if you can play, you can play. And he's in the NFL for a reason. Giant scouts, GM led by Joe Shane, they believed that Tommy DeVito is a good enough backup behind Tyrod Taylor. Remember, he's QB3. Tyrod's not playing. Daniel Jones out for the year. It will be DeVito starting, but they think that we brought him in for a reason. Emergency QB3? Yeah, you could say that. But he wouldn't be on the roster if they didn't think an emergency scenario they could go to him. Now, do they expect him to put up 300 yards through the air and two or three touchdowns? No. They expect him to be a game manager, take care of the football, be it as efficient as possible, and allow offensive coordinator Mike Kafka to scheme up easy little dump-offs and a play here or there that may create a chunk play. 15, 20-yard shot here, toss play to Saquon Barkley. Do not be shocked if they try some reverses and some trick plays this week. We'll see. They have to be creative. Because right now, this season, they already have eight losses. They're already looking in to the offseason, to the spring, free agency, the draft, and the 2024 campaign to come. Because as of right now, there's a lot of conversations to be had about what New York is ultimately going to do in a, come April in Detroit when we reach the 2024 NFL draft. Do they go quarterback? Where do they go? Because they have holes. Even though they just paid Daniel Jones handsomely. Washington's perspective, they have got to win this damn football game, guys. If they do, great. If they don't, might be time to raise the pitchfork, guys. Unacceptable. They lose this football game. Now, I will have a podcast out for you guys on Monday. Win, loss, or tie, as I always do. It's a short week. I will have a, a podcast out for you guys most likely on Tuesday of next week to give you guys just a little bit of time to listen to the podcast, sit back, enjoy it, kind of review what we were talking about with Dallas. Not going to do it on Wednesday like I usually do prior to the weekend on Fridays for a Sunday matchup. So too early next week to prep for Dallas. And of course on Monday, we're going to recap, again, win, loss, or tie in week 11 against the New York Giants. So short and sweet podcast for you guys today. Hope you guys enjoyed as always, I'm on Twitter. If you don't follow me there already, at underscore Ryan Fowler. Scouting stuff at thedraftnetwork.com and more written work, including NFL draft content, college football content, and NFL in general over at Bleacher Report. So again, always appreciate you guys. Enjoy your weekend. We'll be back quickly, early portions of next week as we move into the Thanksgiving holiday to face the Dallas Cowboys. Our first glimpse of the Dallas Cowboys on the road a team that's playing well. Again, a team last week that nearly put up 50 damn points against this Giants defense. I look at the talent on Dallas's offense. I look at the talent on Washington's offense. Playing the same defense. Don't expect Washington to put up 50, but could they? Do they have the talent to? Yes. I expect a win for Washington this week. They have got to win this football game. Unacceptable if they lose in week 11. So guys, enjoy your week. Enjoy your weekend. 
Sunday, 1 o'clock at FedEx Field, 4-6 Washington Commanders hosting the 2-8 New York Giants. Guys, enjoy your weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday. Always appreciate your time. I'm Ryan Fowler, and this is Commanding the Huddle. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.